I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Coming up on TMS, deep breath in, deep breath out. Pancakes! I guess I'm the manager today. The B.A. Baracus variant. Fix that floater! Is this your Dream Deck card? Interview with the Wumpire. I agree. I don't deserve your wife either. Fast Food Economics 101. The less you're in a pool, the better. Always check your phlegm level. Did the volume move for you? A struggling creature who was ready to die. Two baby hippos in the toilet with Amy. Designing your rat park with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. My mom said you can come over and swim, but if you sit in the pool again, you're going to have to go to church with us in the morning as a punishment. A mayonnaise man likes mayonnaise on his bread. Can a mayonnaise man have mayonnaise on his bread, please? This is the morning stream. Doing it for Kowalski. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TMO. Oh, that didn't work. Wrong one. There we go. The volume would not move for me. Uh, the welcome. blue button? The blue button, Scott. <laughs> welcome to uh, TMS, everybody. It is Thursday, July 7th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian Ibbett. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey, hey man. Uh, we were talking in pre-show how it's, it's Thor's Day. It's uh, Ragnarok it's or uh, uh, Love and Thunder Day. Love and Thunder Day, yes. Yeah. And, uh, two, two Thors enter. One Thor leaves. That's right. It's beyond Thunder Day. That's right. Love <laughs> Battle Royale. You never asked for, but you're getting it. Right. Uh, wait right. a minute. So what times your what times you're viewing? What's your uh, six oh, that's uh, not bad. thirty six fifty six fifty? Do you eat before or after? Before. Uh, there's a uh, Chewy's Mexican restaurant that is right next to one of those that uh, just came in from uh, just got shipped in from uh, Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Fresh, hot uh, off the grill. Chewy's, mm. Chewy's is great. Chewy's is so so good. Um, My wife went there while she was in Chewy's. Austin. She loved it. She thought it was yeah. amazing. Wish we'd get I'm them hoping here. they keep they keep expanding uh, west for you because I'm hoping you guys get one there. There, um, we've got three in town here, I believe, and there, um, there's always a wait. It, that's how popular they are, and they've been open for years. So they're, um, mm. uh, you know, they're they've earned they're their place. Still popular, they, right? Yeah. Exactly. It isn't just the initial "Hey, new restaurant, we got to go there and uh, check it out." It's you know, it's still uh, a lot of people uh, making making lots of waits. I forgot to tell you this yesterday, but we went to a Smash Burger the other day, Kim and I. Uh huh. Uh huh. And um, that place is a nightmare. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, it's real bad. They had like two guys working there, um, 
both neither of the managers. I watched three couples demand refunds because they were waiting oh, either too long geez, or got the wrong fun really? food. Yeah, three in a row. So they were all stacked up. This guy's going, I want to talk to your manager. He goes, well, I guess I kind of am that for today. What it's, <laughs> oh, no. What it's, That's uh, always a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, it sounded to me like things were in complete disarray. Oh, and so I went. I guess that might be me. <laughs> when we went in there, we we waited a while, but we didn't. Whatever. It's fine. You know, I can tell that they're overworked and understaffed. Yeah. And and so they gave us, or so we, we ordered, a, we split two things. We said, all right, we'll get a turkey burger, cut that in half, and we'll also get a salad and cut that in half. And normally their salads are great, and also I really like their burgers, and typical, typically yeah. I do. Um, they come out, bring it to the table. That's how they do it with a little stand-up thing. And it's like, oh, thanks for bringing that and whatever. And they're like, oh, wait, they didn't bring any dressing. Okay, cool, no problem. I'll go back there and ask for it. So I go there and ask for it. I, or I'm, I'm waiting, and actually two of the people in front of me are, the, are two of the four who get refunds. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, when they finally get done, the guy's looking at me like, uh-oh. And I said... I said, hey, we, we just didn't get any dressing. Is there, can we grab that? And he goes, oh, yeah, well, um, hang on a second. He runs in the back, comes out front. What kind did you want? I said, <laughs> oh, well, what'd you ha- what do you have? He says, oh, I think ranch and, and the blue cheese one. And I said, oh, blue cheese. That sounds great because it's Cobb salad. That sounds good. Yeah. He goes, blue cheese, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, okay. And he goes, run in the back, comes back out and says, you just want the blue cheese, right? Just the blue cheese? I said, yeah, that's the one. Goes back in the oh. back. Comes out with two of these little cups. And at first uh-huh. glance, I'm like, oh, we got it. They look like, you know, there's, it's full of white dressing. Yeah. And he sets them on the counter, and they're just two cups of clumps of. Oh, like the blue dry, like the crumbles, blue trees, cr- cheese crumbles. Yeah, it's the crumbles, not any sort of dressing. And yeah. I, looked at, I looked at those, and I looked at him, and I saw in his eyes a struggling creature who was ready to die. And I said, <laughs> Thanks, and I took him to the table because <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't bear to tell him he was wrong again after all this stuff they were going through. So we yeah. kind of didn't. Eat I don't know salad. what was going to happen. I don't know how he was going to haul a ranch in there yeah. if uh, you would ask for that. But yeah, it was bad. And I, I, so I don't know what's going on there. But somebody on Twitter said, "Look, I I'm in a business that studies like the current state of retail and service and stuff." Yeah, yeah. He says people don't talk about it very much but we're in the middle of what is kind of like a soft launch uh, strike he says oh. he says what that means is like you'll have uh, underpaid workers just not coming in managers refusing to work because they can't keep employees around uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and it's mostly in these these industries right and saying yeah. that uh, they and they were so overworked and so underappreciated during the during the pandemic uh, with all of that going on, plus expected to be there every day during the worst of the pandemic, that they're just kind of burnt. They're all burnt out. And that this is just a sign of like this soft strike that's happening. Like everybody's just kind of like, meh, I'm not going, I'm not doing, I'm not, th-, you know, right, like that whole right. thing. So it feels like it's a little bit of like what we ran into when, when I told you the story, we went to the, um, the Red Robin and they were like mm-hmm. three people and said they couldn't take a table bigger than four or whatever, that whole thing. There, I think there's something to it. There's something going on. Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, people are saying, you know, pay a living wage and maybe you'll get, uh, you know, better employees or, or people show up to work. And I'd kind of say it's like a it's a it's a uh, snake eating its tail because the problem is you still aren't a lot of places still aren't up to full customer capacity like they were pre 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're not making enough money. They're having to raise their prices, which is turning customers away even more and 
and making it harder to hire, you know, good, good workers. It's, it's such a, it's like, I don't know what the solution is because it's the problem that is feeding itself. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, so it goes like this. Adhesive Wombat has, has a pretty good comment in here. He says in the chat, the social yeah. contract is crumbling. Why work if you still can't afford to live? It's a really great question. Yeah. Red Fraggle says, uh, expecting people to put up with people's shit job without put up with people's shit pay. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically true. it. No, I mean, I would be the same thing. I'd be, you know, I would... I would be frustrated if I was an employee right now trying to um, – if I was a manager or an employee trying to stay at a job where I'm not getting paid enough or not being able to keep good people. I took somebody in my lift yesterday who uh, is an owner of a bar in downtown Denver, and he you know, he says, yeah, I'm just exhausted. I've been coming off uh, my fourth or fifth double shift in a row because I'm training people that leave in a week. Yeah. You know, that basically uh, decide that they can do better or, or they want to try and do better somewhere else. And um, uh, and so he spends his time training somebody and doing his regular, you know, doing his regular management job probably and also serving customers. Yeah. And uh, it's um, a lot, man. It's a it is a lot. lot. So I don't know what the solution is. I know what it Maybe. is. Here's what it is. All of these companies keep posting record profits. How is that possible? And they can't pay their people living wages. I'm not, I don't know. Like, I don't want to soapbox this too much, but basically, like, you know, Exxon posting, like, record profits. Really? More money than oh, they've geez. ever made. Okay, well, why is gas prices so high? Like, yeah. they, you, they can all blame it on us all they want, but at the end of the day, when, like, Microsoft, or not Microsoft, McDonald's says, Sorry, we have to raise everything. Everything's going up. It's just, I'm sorry, it's the pandemic and it's supply chain. Right, right, and then they right. turn right around and pour, pour quarterly profits that are like unreasonably high and higher than they've ever been. Freaking bullshit. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah. That's the answer is think, uh, uh, you got to let loose a little bit up at the top, boys. You can't, you can't maintain this. You can't sustain it. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, who knows? I mean, maybe the, and maybe what's going to happen from this or some of these places are going to close you know um the less the the poor performing ones that can't bring people in because with with other attractions like better food or better customer service or whatever they'll just shut down making people have to go to other places increasing the number of people that can go there increasing the customer base and maybe that you know maybe that's the solution right is maybe. that we've yeah. just got too many maybe we've got too many garbage restaurants and they just need to close they just need to die well there is that whole you know the bubble concept right things are just right. it's like yeah. too much so you got to pull back and making common people do the pulling back that's mm-hmm. effed up y'all need to you're all billionaires let it let a little bit loose you'll be fine no big I'm, deal. I'm ready for I'm ready for Taco Bell just to win the fast food wars and uh, and and all the other fast food places just go away. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I like Taco Bell. I drove <laughs> I drove somebody yesterday. I, I did Lyft for quite a while yesterday. I drove somebody who was a DoorDasher, and I said, "Oh, does that give you kind of an advantage to knowing like which restaurants are better because um, oh. more people order from them?" Yeah, she says, "Yeah, like I had." 35 orders for firehouse subs in the last three days oh my gosh uh, and it's easily the thing the place that she goes to the most and i said oh so you know i guess that might indicate that it's uh it's the most popular i.e it's the it's the it's the best of the uh 
the <laughs> the faster places that you can go to. She's like, no, it just uh, it's just really close and and uh, has the shortest time in, in Grubhub <laughs> or DoorDash or whoever, whichever app it was in. <laughs> so that's not, okay. yeah. I guess it doesn't indicate what you would think right. it would indicate. But um, if you yeah. if you open up the DoorDash app and you see. Uh, uh, firehouse subs deliver in 15 minutes and then this other place like a much better sub shop or sandwich so- shop uh, delivers in 45 it's like well do i want 45 minutes for a better sandwich or do i want food now you want food now <laughs> i bet that i bet you always err on the side of i want food now i'll bet that's a really yeah. good point i mean firehouse subs is good oh they are it's, good yeah I, like I, I would i would rank them high above subway and even quiznos but i still put them under I think I still put them under Jersey Mike's, and if you can find a Blimpies, holy cow, so much. Oh, Blimpies. Blimpies is so much right at the top of that list. I miss them so bad. Yeah. It's embarrassing that they left and never came back, those bastards. It really is, yeah. Well, anyway, so here we are solving the world's go. problems once again. Economics yes. 101 here with TMS. Uh, <laughs> Professor, uh, Professor Ibbett and Professor Johnson now uh, retiring with our uh, 401k and our tenure. That's right. Let's uh, let me tell you the story. I was at the pool yesterday, and uh, just to get a little quick getaway. Kim and I ran over there. uh, We go at a time when we're trying to minimize how many people are there because I don't want to. I just you know, COVID aside, I just don't want to be jammed into a pool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hate it. So uh, we went around four, which is usually a pretty good time to do it. People are packed up and left to go start doing dinner things. People are commuting, whatever. So it's just kind of a good time to go. Um, We get there and it's sure enough, pretty, pretty good. And um, out there swimming. And I see somebody in this, uh, one of the lanes, like they have this lane split off for some reason still, even though no one's swimming lanes, it's just people are spread out. And I see this guy in there. I'm like, he looks familiar. I don't know who that is. And then he waves at me like this, you know, and he's got uh-huh. goggles on. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who that is. And Kim goes, oh, I think that's, I think that's Tesla. That's our neighbor. Oh, and I went, oh, it's Tesla. All right. Okay. So Tesla man. Nice. Yeah, we're all getting along. So <clears throat> he's a cool guy. And, you know, we've talked since had that barbecue in 2020. Everything's good. Yeah. And uh, so then. You know, we're just kind of swimming, and then when we get out of the pool, we're like, "Oh, his he's in the chair right next to our chair." Uh, we haven't been, you know, we have really haven't talked to him in a long time. Let's, I guess, we'll go over there and we'll sit down and we'll talk to the guy. And he's over there with his son. Yeah. His son's been swimming, and Kim, of course, immediately opens a cooler and offers the kid a <laughs> frozen something. You know, of course she does. Of course she yeah. does. She always has something at the ready. Anyway, just sat there and talked to Tesla for a while, and found out that Tesla has uh, has on occasion listened to the show. Oh, and uh, he's not listening probably today because <clears throat> he currently is working a shift where this is way too early. And okay. so he's, he's still getting his beauty sleep right now. Uh, and he only <laughs> does stuff on Twitch. So he doesn't do podcasts. He only does like Twitch viewing um, and not VODs. So really, we could say whatever we want. But <clears throat> shout out to Tesla because we came up with a plan last night on the spot for a barbecue neighborhood barbecue in the back alley over there where he, he and I uh, homes sort of face each other. And we're going to all get together and we're going to pull out the barbecue. We're going to make um, amazing food and invite a bunch of people. And it's going to be great. So I guess nice. what I'm saying is we took the poo incident of 2015 yeah. and look at it now. Look now. It is so far behind you that that you can't even see it in the distance. Nope. It's just it's just that uh, uh, that far back. That's yep. awesome. Look at you. Yeah, look so at us. So is it going to be like it's going to be a, kind of a block party thing? Are you going to invite other neighbors? Yeah, we'll do thing, we'll it- do probably like everybody on both sides of this 
so so back in front of the same street is what we'll probably yeah. do. We yeah. did that in 2020, and it was great actually because I don't know everybody was feeling weird and everything was shut down, and we're like, why don't we sure. all do this neighbor thing? And and it was pretty good. So we're gonna do that, and you know, just have a nice I don't know thing. Good, it'll be good. Yeah, yeah, the summit. Yeah, <laughs> the peace peace treaty. The peace no, treaty. That's awesome. That's really cool. We we did. Yeah, God, it was years ago. We did a kind of block party, and it was great to kind of get to know all the neighbors. And then we were planning on doing a second one in the summer of 2020, and that one kind of fell through. And we really haven't like. Not only have we not planned another one, but we've kind of like all that goodwill and camaraderie. It feels like it's dissipating. Not that we're hating our other neighbors, no, but. But we just kind of do the – we don't pull over, roll down our window and say, hey, uh, uh, TK, how you doing, man? How's, how's things going? Yeah. We just kind of wave as we drive through the neighborhood just like a uh, – yeah. I think that's kind of a state things are in, you know? Like I we're all so. doing that. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing that for sure. I'm like uh, – yeah. I have so many online friends that when I go offline – I kind of yeah. don't want to talk to anybody. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, looking, okay. Yeah. What's his name up the street wants to do this? Really? Because I thought I'd just lay here. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. It's a weird, we're yeah. in a weird, we're in a weird moment, no. everybody. Weird time. We're in a weird moment. Hey, yep. did you book, we were talking about this earlier, uh, or maybe it was last week. Did you book your, your booster? We were talking about booking boosters, and I haven't booked my I booked my booster, my booster but it is book, booked, <laughs> booked, booked. <laughs> <laughs> it's booked you, do, for, you did book your booster. It's either booked for tomorrow or the following Friday. I cannot remember oh, which. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll then I'm going to get mine Ken. in. And, uh, and we'll ooh, be twinners. Tomorrow means, you know, how are you going to feel? I guess you you haven't felt any Mm-mm. any issues. No, I felt like with the first one, I think I felt yeah. a little tired, but I also feel that way a lot anyway. So I don't know if yeah. that was even attributable to that. I think I'm I think I'm immune to side effects from the from the vaccines I, I but maybe sure. not maybe i'll get this booster and it'll all go to hell i don't know i have no idea you are sticking with the same one you're moderna as well no uh pst, uh pfizer. pfizer yeah i'm with the pfizer. Germans. i'm with the germans yeah, okay. always with the germans yeah yeah pfizer so uh is there some i heard something about if you you could choose and it doesn't matter yeah. at this point you could i could go yeah. moderna if i wanted to right wouldn't sure do anything yeah. and it's not and, and maybe that's a better one i don't know what the deal is who knows? Because maybe that's, you know, because I've been doing Moderna, maybe Moderna. I mean, really, it, it, like everybody you talk to, you ask 10 people, you get 10 different responses of how things have affected them. Like, oh, yeah, no, the the booster was fine. It was like the second COVID shot, you know, the first the first set was yeah. uh, is what knocked me on my butt. So, well, according to GoodRx Health, Yes. The key takeaways of the question, which is the best COVID-19 booster, Pfizer, Moderna, <laughs> or Johnson & Johnson, it says uh, COVID-19 booster shots are available for everyone. Okay. Many people are now eligible. Blah, blah. Uh, uh, there yes. are SEO. Few- SEO in, in, in the works right there. <laughs> yeah. That's what they got going there. Uh, let's, see, let's see if they come to a conclusion here. Uh, does it make a difference? If, oh, pregnant. Hold on. Um, let's see. Sticking with the same vaccine. Uh, okay. If you originally got the J&J... You could get one of these other two, but if you got the Pfizer, stick with the Pfizer. If you got Moderna, stick with the Moderna, it says. There you go. Okay. I'll cool. take this random website's advice. Yeah, exactly. Good RX. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. They would know because they're good RX. That's right. It doesn't say bad RX. It says right. good. Right, well, let me I'm, tell you I'm something. Gonna my, I'm going to book mine for tomorrow then. Okay. Yeah, I think... Check with Kim. And we'll she see told how I'm me. feeling for uh, for a film sex Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, yours. How long did it take for you to get kind of hit with it? Do you remember? Uh, it was 
the next afternoon. So I had like I had the shot the afternoon of day one and then the afternoon of day two. So I guess 24 hours and then it lasted like eight hours after that. Oh, so, okay. Not too yeah. bad. I just decided, you know, I want to get this done before I go to uh, to Vegas. I want I, yeah. I want to get it done two weeks before I go to Vegas. Because now that that BA Baracus two or whatever five or whatever it is uh, variant yeah, that's I going, Vinny the fool gets my virus. <laughs> that thing is like super. Uh, it, it's its key marker is that it's very 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 contagious. So this right. would be the time to do it if you can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and we want to do. I want to be done just before my. The anniversary stuff so anyway. yeah for your uh your your, your my trip deal. and all that stuff yeah, yeah my big deal hey uh oh, look at no, this i'm just realizing your birthday is coming up soon yeah like what next week next week i need to get your present out to you i have oh, a present for you you shouldn't you're like me oh, Brian, whatever i'm sending you a present that i bought months ago saying oh my god that is the perfect thing for scott and i've been sitting on it and i hopefully haven't lost it yeah i hope it's still where i where i left it and uh oh that next week is interesting yeah i gotta oh, talk yeah? to kim i think we may have to do a bonus episode of film sack on the 16th oh really okay you guys no no wait i'm Saturday sorry morning. on the ninth yeah so we'd have to this weekend we'd have to do a bonus half hour watch along or something oh because i don't think i'm here that saturday the 17th i mean or not 17th yeah, 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 16th yeah anyway okay. i'll figure it out uh, but yes, my birthday's coming up, and uh, I hate birthdays. So you do, you do. Here you so go. nobody, whatever you do, do not wish him a happy birthday. Whatever, wish him the opposite. Yeah. Say, I hope your day is horrible, Mister <laughs> Birthday Hater. Uh, I did also. I wanted to mention a tweet I did about about someone who keeps saying age is just a number, oh, and I yeah. said, yeah. you're right. Age is just a number, and the progressive deterioration of cellular constitution. It's both of those things. It can be both those things. It's both it a is, number. Yeah, sure. It's both yeah. a number and the process of the body starting to uh, lose its ability to reproduce cells where it needs to and that sort of thing. It's just the yeah. way it works. That's the way it works. Uh, here's a quick email from Amy in Canada who says, Good morning, Scottius and Brianicus. Would that be, would that be Amy Frost? I don't know. Might be. Because I believe she is an Amy in Canada. She is a, Canada, a Canadian. You're right. And she is an Amy. But I'm and not she sure. She is an her. Amy. Yeah. She's both of those things. Anyway. All right. Never it mind. It says, uh, Scotticus and Bri- Brianicus. Last night, I decided to take the initiative and meditate in bed. I got all comfy and cozy and brought up this very soothing YouTube video. The narrator's voice was so calm and relaxing. About 15 minutes in, I am well on my way to a state of nirvana. When my cat jumped up on my bed, nothing unusual about that, until she stepped on my phone and somehow hit my <laughs> widget for the latest podcast. I was listening to my screen, or no, sorry, I was listening uh, no, to... No, 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 holy cow. Fix that floater, man. No. <laughs> what, I, what did I somehow, somehow hit my widget for the last podcast I was listening to. Oh, Listening to, my screen was on because YouTube won't let me lock my phone. Okay, now I get it. Yep, yep. Uh, it is, I have a floater problem, everybody. I know, it's I know. pretty bad. Yes. <laughs> Fix that floater. I'm going to get t-shirts made. Don't don't read <clears throat> any stories for, for a little while. Yeah. Uh, it says, I was then, it was then that yesterday's episode intro blasted into my eardrums at full volume, and I almost had a code brown in bed. <laughs> I thought you and Brian would get a kick out of the story. Love the show, bro. Amy from Canada. Oh, man. So what was our intro? I guess it had been yesterday? Yeah, we were talking about... Uh, um, well, I know we, were, we weren't talking about meditating. What were we talking about that would... I don't think this is related to something we talked about. I think this is just... 
just the intro. Oh, I see. What we right? What was the intro to yesterday's? I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, let me find I out. I mean, it was the fact that yesterday's intro was just us going. Coming up on this episode of TMS, pancakes were the side of concussion. Oh, Brian right, Delvin right. College. Good point. I don't, so that's the yeah. thing is I don't know what she means by intro, but let's see if we can catch it here. here it's we just go. us yelling. Is what pancakes were the side of concussion. I dabbled in college. One-toothed mayo man. Does the Nile reach into England? Hold on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TMS, the morning stream. It is... Wait, what was the... Yeah. It was a dream. I came home and my wife had a whole meal. Oh, it's that guy. The pancakes guy. Yeah. It's the pancakes guy. But that wasn't, no, I think the intro, I mean, it was just that we were talking at a volume that was higher than the meditation podcast that she was listening to. Oh, so that's all it was. Okay. That's all it was. Just us. uh, So we just barked it, just barged into her her serenity. We were just, uh, you know, oh, you're you're sitting by a very soothing, relaxing stream. Uh, Okay. Pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes. <laughs> we gave her a not so soothing or not such serenity. Not now is what we gave right, her. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. What uh, that's what you get. Okay. Hey, hey. Look at this. Yeah. Amy's yeah. coming in. Coming in hot. Yeah. Uh, oh. Hold on. <laughs> I always okay. type Amy right. in here and I'm not supposed to. It's Red Fraggle. I don't know why I do that. Um, anyway, oh, yeah. <clears throat> we're going to have a little read me time. And, uh, you know, that's good. Just sit down and pull out a book and read. It's time for Read This with Amy. Amy Robinson joins us all the way from uh, the beautiful South here in America. Hello, Amy. Welcome. Good morning, everybody. How good are you morning. guys? Good morning. Good. Hey, you know what you need to good. do? So, oh, how's your COVID deal? You good? Yeah, you how all are you good? feeling? Your, is oh. your Kathleen Turner voice gone? It sounds like it. Darn yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's mostly gone. Like, it comes and goes. So, yeah, I, I had a good, uh, every once in a while, it gets a little scratchy back there, and I get oh, a little. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can kind of position it into the back. Like, I oh, like yeah. it. You're not. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, you're not, you're it depends qu- on the level of phlegm for that day. Sure, know? sure. <laughs> phlegm level. Always check your phlegm, phlegm level, I always say. Yeah. Um, right. Also, I was going to ask you, uh, you uh, you're in Georgia, right? You're in Georgia. Yes. The great state of yes, Georgia, the, the, the peach state or whatever they call it. What is it? What do they call it? Yep. The, the peach, peach state. The peach state. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, they sure like to remind us every time they show us credits for a movie that it was filmed there because there's a giant peach <laughs> logo. But anyway. Right. Because uh, there's a butt on the every, screen? Every <laughs> the Ms. Butt? Marvel right there. Like, oh, is there going to be a stinger? No, no, it's just a peach butt. No, it's just a butt. butt. Yeah. Uh, But despite all of that and all the wonderful things that come out of the beautiful state of Georgia, uh, you really got to do something about that Marjorie Taylor Greene. Just just put her in. (laughs) Oh, my God. I Yeah. You got to do something. Just do something with her. I don't know what it is. Just like, you know, put her in a box, uh, lock her down somewhere, keep her strapped in. I don't know what it is, but something. Okay. Well, Just, thankfully, she's not running unopposed this time, which she did last time. And but you know, I I am not in her district, uh, both thankfully and you know, and literally, unfortunately, <laughs> because I cannot I cannot vote or do anything about her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I she's embarrassing. She's really embarrassing. I wish, honestly, I wish everybody would just stop talking about her because at this point, she's been stripped of her committees, right? So she can't actually do anything except, like, go out and make a lot of noise, right? And so if everybody would stop paying attention to her. That's a good point. You know what? Me bringing her up gave her too much stage, you know? Yeah. It's my fault today. I did it. That's. That's my thing is like, okay, what is what is the favorite thing of, of you know, people on that side of the aisle, right? Like they love owning the libs, right? Mm, mm. So that's literally all she does at this point. And so they love her, yeah. right? And yeah, so yeah. she's probably going to get reelected. 
at, because we keep paying attention to her acting the fool. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. She yeah. just says yeah. such terrible things sometimes. She said that stuff about the shooting yesterday about, oh, uh, you know, the usual false flag bullshit. Oh, and um, I'm like, oh, yeah, all these people dead. Go ahead and, uh, you know, just go ahead and pee on their graves. And uh, <sighs> you're just yeah, a big piece a of shit. Person. I don't care about I, her I politics like the, even. Just go away. I like that there's, and there's not a challenge for, like, who's, it's like a tie between her and Bobert as for as to who's worse. So oh, I can, no, I can commiserate with you, Amy, because we have our own Marjorie Taylor Greene here in Colorado. You guys go every other day. It's either Bobert or her that's saying the worst yeah. possible thing. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They're 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 horrible people. Yeah. But I have I have stories. I have, is story time in it's story North time land. Gather so, around everybody at the feet of Amy. She's gonna tell a story. It is it is this is this is really, really timely because Scott, you were talking about like uh sort of kicking yourself out of bed yeah. the other day and like and you're always talking about crazy dreams. So I have two fun stories about that. All right. So while I had COVID and while I was super, super sick. Yeah. Uh, at, at first, when I first tested positive, Chuck still tested negative. So we were trying to do the whole isolate in the house thing. And so I was sleeping in the bed. Chuck was sleeping downstairs on the couch with the dogs and all of that. And so I had my little my little cuddly stuffed animals, one of which I bought out at Meow Wolf in Vegas. It was like the oh, you know cool. the, the fuzzy hot pink weird monster head looking thing. Oh, yeah. And so I was all cuddled and I had my little my little fluffy bunny and I was cuddled there because you know the bed's too big if Chuck's not there. Um, so anyway, so then, <laughs> right. So then, you know, finally Chuck actually ended up catching it too. And so he comes back and we're sleeping in the bed together and everything. And I was like, okay, stuffies, you guys go back in your little, on your little shelf over there. Apparently in my Ambien induced haze two nights ago, I, Chuck was still reading his book and he, but I was, I was out but I decided all of a sudden I needed my stuffies. And so I <laughs> threw the covers off and I stomped out of bed mm-hmm. and I ambled over there like a cross between Quasimodo and Agra from the Dark Crystal and, like, and grabbed my, <laughs> I just like stomped over there, grabbed my stuffies and then like stumbled back to bed. And Chuck just like, he, he was just sitting there reading and just like looked up from his book and just watched oh. me and was like, all right. All in a haze. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was the funny thing was I woke up that morning and there were my stuffies. And I was like, oh, did I have a bad dream or something? And Chuck, bring me my stuffies. Oh. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, no, dude, let me tell you what you did. <laughs> he wow. was like, I was actually scared that you were going to hurt yourself. Right. Chuck, you're nice. Chuck. You're the nice. you're supposed to uh, not tell her that and just act like you were the 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 awesome guy that brought her her stuff. That's what he should have done. Come oh on. no, I lo- I love those stories. So then the other the other story I had is my dream last night. See, all these dreams are just completely crazy because like COVID plus Ambien plus occasionally Nyquil. If I'm feeling particularly stuffy, it's it makes for good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Talk to so. Last night, do you guys ever dream about like being in the house you grew up in? Yes. You know? no, yeah, 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 tons, yeah. yeah. All the time. It's it's so it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. So in the house I grew up in, I my bedroom was in it was like downstairs in the it wasn't really the basement it was just the downstairs, and um, so I had a dream that I was I was there in that house in my bedroom down there, and my stepdad had like taken over 
the whole bottom floor except for my room, including the bathroom. And so I got up and I was like, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. And I go in there and there are two baby hippos in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Where they belong, those damn hippos. I'm pretty sure your dream deck does not have that, but you know. Yeah. Like, hippos in the toilet. No, that's under, yeah. uh, that's, that's like the eighth card back. Yeah, that's right there. Right, yeah. I, I, oh, God, it was so weird. So uh, the first thing I did was call my mom this morning. I was like, do you tell JR he cannot put his his hippos in my toilet? Thank you. Yeah, don't do <laughs> that. Was there a little uh, jungle cruise boat floating around in there with them about to shoot them? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that could have been in the tub. So that's what I said to Chuck oh, yeah. later. I was like, why would he put them in the toilet when there's a perfectly good tub right, right there? Yeah. And I said, you know, I didn't think to look what might have been in the tub. And he was right. like, well, that was a missed opportunity. Ma'am. It's the backside of water is in the tub, clearly, yeah. You're dreaming right. like me these days. That's amazing. Well, I'm, exactly. I, I, I don't have a good excuse. Yeah. I don't got any drugs at night or any kind of like COVID to, to try to treat with anything. So I'm just like. Just I get my brain's weird. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. Mm. I still don't know what yeah. I was dreaming when I fell out of the bed, except Kim says I yelled something and she doesn't know what. She doesn't know what I said, but I yelled something. I was like, <laughs> abandoned ship. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're uh, like Picard in that episode where the ship keeps blowing up between commercials. It was like that right, a little bit. Right, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, Amy, it's nice to have you here. All right. Let's do some uh, yeah. reading here. What do you, what'd well, you bring? Let's do some reading. Okay. So I wanted to try, I sent you a message about this. So I wanted to try and do the little share my screen thing. So we're going to give this a try. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. Um, because today's book, everybody likes it when I read um, you know I just read it live so I'm gonna yeah. do we're doing we're doing a nice light fun kids book today so I thought I would just like do the thing where we can see the Ooh, do we get pictures too or are you gonna, yes. you gonna like, turn the pages there for us I love it, it. Right, yes. cool. yeah this is awesome okay oh okay. good yeah you can yeah, see it, it. totally okay, worked cool. cool all right all right and this this uh passage is the one that my daughter requested so here we go we were floating above a landscape of ominous towers and disquieting castles. It was not a friendly place. Bats flew across the sky in huge flocks, crowding out the waning moon. I don't like this place, I told the professor. I don't see why not, he said. It looks as if it would be very nice when the sun comes up. There was a loud flute, and where the bats had been fluttering, several pallid people were now standing. The man in front had a very bald head. They all had sharp teeth. We are vampires, they said. What is this? Who are you? Answer us, or we will vivisect you. I am Professor Stegg, boomed the Stegosaurus. This is my assistant. We are on an important mission. I am trying to get back to the present. My assistant is trying to get home to the future for breakfast. At the word breakfast, all the wumpires looked very excited. We have not had our breakfast, they told us. We normally have wiggly worms with orange juice on them. Orange juice makes worms even wigglier, like wandering spaghetti. But if we cannot eat worms, we will eat assistant or even roast professor. One of the wumpires took out a fork and looked me up and down in a hungry sort of way. The baldest, most bulging-eyed, rattiest of the wumpires said, What is this box? 
It is my finest invention, began Professor Stegg proudly, but I interrupted. It is to keep sandwiches in, I said. <laughs> sandwiches? said the Wumpire. Sandwiches, I said, with as much certainty as I could muster. We thought it was a time machine, said the head Wumpire with a sly, sharp smile, and we could use it to invade the world. Nope. Definitely sandwiches, I told him. What happens if I press this button then? Asked a lady vampire. She had long black hair that covered most of her face and peered out at the world with one suspicious eye. She pressed the button. We went forward six hours in time. See, said the professor happily, all this place needs to brighten it up is a little bit of sunshine. The head vampire said, What? And dissolved into a cloud of oily black smoke. So did all his friends. Yes, I said. It is a nice place here, after all, in the daylight. The professor tinkled, tinkered with the jewels and the string and the buttons. Then he said, I think I've got it properly fine-tuned now. This next press should bring you back to your own time, place, and breakfast. But before the tip of his tail could touch the button, a voice said, I'll explain later. Fate of the world at stake. A hand grabbed, and the milk, which I had carried safely for so long, was gone. I turned in time to catch a glimpse of a fine-looking gentleman with his back to me, holding my milk. And then the hole in space through which he had reached was closed. My <laughs> he said he'd explain later, said the professor. I'd be inclined to believe him. The hole in space opened again. A voice shouted, catch! And the milk came rocketing through. Fortunately, the milk struck me in the stomach, and in clutching my hands to my belly, I caught the milk. There, said the professor. Everything's back to normal. Well, he did say he'd explain later, I pointed out. That wasn't much of an explanation. Well, it's not later yet. It's still now. It won't be later until later. He was arranging pebbles and stones and string on the top of the time machine box. Final coordinates entered, he said. And then it's off to your house for breakfast. Does that mean that there is a stegosaurus in a hot air balloon outside? I asked my dad. There is not. For reasons that will become apparent. I think that there should have been some nice vampires, said my sister wistfully. Nice, handsome, misunderstood vampires. There were not, <laughs> said my father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I and love that. Scene. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the book? This book is called Fortunately the Milk. It's written by Neil Gaiman and Neil illustrated Gaiman. by Scotty Young. Yeah, oh, nice. which is which is great. I love uh, Scotty Young's art. So this is such a perfect storm combination between these two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really great. And that's kind of why I wanted to I wanted to see if I could do the screen share thing. I'm so glad that worked out. Yay. Um, but because, you know, the illustrations are are really half the fun of this book and it's really it's mm -hmm. really fun. I the reason I have uh the digital copy 
that I can share like that is because I actually did sort of a, a three-part bedtime story thing for my, my cousin's kids uh, early on in the pandemic. And um, so, and they're like, you know, five, six years old. And so they, they dug it. So, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a really fun little book. It is kind of long. Like it takes, takes a little over an hour to read it all. If you, you know, read it like me, <laughs> like they're all, you know, silly and dramatic about it, but um, right. you know, but you know, if you're reading it to kids, you know, that's, that's what's fun. So I usually try and break it up into little 20 minute chunks and go like, Oh, we'll find out what happens tomorrow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a super fun little book. It would be great for like you to sit and read with van Scott. Oh yeah, like, he'd love it. Know, I don't think I can do the voice any justice like you did, but um, I can try. <laughs> I can definitely try. Do you, do you have to like um, when you're reading books to kids? Do you have to look ahead to see who's talking before you start? Oh, like I need to do this voice. Oh, I'm doing Professor McGonagall's voice. No, no, I'm doing Ron's voice because mm-hmm. sometimes if it just starts with the quote, you're like, and then the oh, and then the. <laughs> right. Yes, I have. I have had to do that. Now this book, I've read it enough times that I kind of know yeah, who's who. You know, but sure. yes, yeah. especially with the vampires, because all the V's and the W's are changed. And yeah. that's you know what makes them fun. Yeah, I'd but. stumble all over those. I was noticing you were you were handling those very deftly. Yeah. So well done. <laughs> the yeah, it was handling. funny. I told my daughter that I was going to do this book today, and she said. Uh, she said, oh, do the part with the umpires. So I was like, all right, I'll do the part with the umpires. Nice. Here you go. Nice. Very nice. Very uh, by the way, Scotty Young, who I, I knew from uh, his I Hate Fairyland work, um, I didn't know this, so now i got to go find it. But in August 2021, he relaunched that um, work via Substack newsletter. You can just go sub to the thing. I'm going to go do that. Oh, and then it, I guess it later gets uh, compiled into a full image release, but still, that's pretty rad. That guy's awesome. I love his work. Mm-hmm. My He's daughter really just came in here with a bag from Dunkin' Donuts. And oh, like, <laughs> all right then. <laughs> There's oh, like munchkins go? in here. No, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta eat all these. Well, that's very nice. What a nice uh, uh, gesture that I wouldn't be able to eat if I was there. Was right. <laughs> It's really good. <laughs> Chuck cool. just heard me say that and came popping into my office too. So oh, yeah. Chuck, <laughs> nice. Chuck doesn't Everybody's need, got donuts. you don't have to remind him twice. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Go check it out again. That book, give him the title one more time. It is called fortunately the milk by Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman available wherever books are sold, both digital and physical and audio for that matter. Uh, yes. Or I assume it's on audio. Maybe it's not audible, uh, um, an audio book, right? Oh, Maybe there not. there is an audio book version. Oh, but, there is. You know, okay. I, I haven't I haven't heard it because I always just read it myself. I was going to yeah. say whoever there's no way whoever's <laughs> reading it does a better job than you. So, yeah. Aww, you're you. making it in real time. Uh, That's right. Well, Amy, it's always a pleasure. I hope your week is as good as this one. Or what am I trying to say? I hope you keep feeling better. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a gradual thing. I kind of, I kind of likened it to you know how you have have a, a bouncy ball and you like slam it at the mm-hmm. at the ground yeah. and like it speeds towards the ground, right? Because right. you throw it. So that's like the getting sick part. Like you get sick really quickly, yeah. and then once you start getting better, you get better a lot really quickly. But then as gravity starts to take over, it slows down until you finally get completely better. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at that slow, like every day is a little bit gradually better than the day before, but I'm still not a hundred percent. I would say in Brian's terms, I'm probably about 83%. Oh, Oh, that's good. It's not bad. Yeah. I never feel 80. I don't know what my baseline is. That's the problem is you got to pick a baseline and then be 83% of that. 
I think my baseline yeah, exactly. is exactly my baseline is eighty three percent of the rest of the world's hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I'm saying? You can't assume how other people feel. I have Scott. no we're idea for sure. There. We're all at eighty three percent of what we perceive other people to be. That so. may be. That may be. But my whole point is like, if I start there and do my own percentage, well, then yeah, I'm. I'm right now. I'm at a hundred, but it's yeah. somebody else's yeah. eighty. You know, that's just how it yeah. is. It's somebody well, else's sixty. I'm, I'm at eighty three of my normal. Which whatever the heck, whatever that is, that is right? Other people. Yeah. It's a moving target, is the problem. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. Amy, it's always good to talk to you. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. See you, Amy. Bye now. All right. Well, we've done all we can do there. Cool. We got time cool. for a little bit of news, so let's do it. Today's news is brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville. Yes, there will be a double cover story Coverville today featuring the music of John Waite. Uh, he had a big hit in the 80s called Missing You. Missing You. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he was also a member of the Babies and Bad English, so lots of cover material there, although not a lot of covers of Bad English. So really focusing on the Babies and John Waite's uh, solo career. Uh, we'll also be looking at Laura Branigan, who had a, her probably uh, biggest hit, a song called Gloria, was actually a cover. But we'll look at her music, uh, self-control. Also, she's done some really cool covers, covering Alphaville's Forever Young, for example. Oh. It's crazy. Uh, John Waite and Laura Branigan today, Coverville, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Gloria. And of course, uh, watch watch me play uh, some Marvel Snap while we listen to some good music. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Do that why today. wouldn't you do that? Yes. Yeah, 1 p.m. Think of all the uh, money I'm saving by not subscribing to any of the PlayStation levels uh, as, I, as I, until I get really tired of Marvel Snap. Yeah, which may never happen. We don't know. The jury's out. Uh, 76 million-year-old dinosaur skeleton to be auctioned off in New York City. So get your wallet ready, everybody. Get ready to throw okay. in your bids. 76 million years old, this dinosaur. Fossilized skeleton yep. of a T-Rex relative that roamed the Earth about 76 million years ago. will be auctioned off this... Uh, uh, Auctioned off in New York this month, Sotheby's announced on Tuesday the gorgeous, sorry, gorgeous, gor, gorgonsaurus, gorgosaurus, 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 yeah, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Uh, will be highlight or be the highlight of Sotheby's national or natural history auction on July 28th. The auction house said uh, this beast was an apex carnivore that lived in what is now the Western United States and Canada during the late Cretaceous period. It is, uh, it's predated, or it predates its relative, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, by 10 million years. Jeez. Wow. That's crazy That's for it to jump. be such a similar, uh, kind of a similar body type and shape based on skeleton. That's interesting. Know, pretty nuts. 10 million years 10 a long time. 10 million years. Jeez. The species or specimen uh, being sold was discovered in 2018 in the Judith River Formation near uh, Harve, Montana? I think so, yeah. Or Havre. 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 Yeah. Probably Havre. You guys pronounce it like Favre, right? It's yeah. spelled like Favre. Yeah. Assume it's Harve. <laughs> I don't know. Harve, Montana. Uh, measures nearly 10 feet, 3 meters tall, and 22 feet long, which is about 6.7 meters uh, long. Uh, anyway, if you want to do this, you can buy it. Uh, they're estimating right. pre-sale, uh, or the, the, sorry, Sotheby's pre, pre-sale estimate for the fossils, 5 million to 8 million. So we got that. We can do that. Let's yeah, just... I mean, I'd buy it, Scott, but I just don't have a good place to put it. Is the problem? So <sighs> no, right? That's, Why that's would you really, buy it? If you that's can't it. Display yeah. it. Exactly. That's the one issue. Also, it's weird to me that um, somebody privately owns this currently. That's weird to me. Yeah, 
Doesn't it feel like dinosaurs should probably be public domain? It belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like, like, uh, like owning a, a bald eagle, right? You can't own a bald eagle. Yeah. So, yeah. So why should you own a dinosaur? Be... Dinosaur bones feel like they're just too rare and too. I don't think one guy can go. It's mine. I found right, it in exactly. my backyard. It's mine. I found it. Yeah. Although if I found it and it was my backyard and I was going to sell for eight million, I'd probably be okay with it. I guess. You'd probably be just fine with that and yeah. say, uh, I own it, but I'm selling it. Yeah. You can buy it. And I'll bet I'll bet it ends up in a, I'm a new museum will probably buy it, is my For guess. Sure. Yeah, I like, don't see a private collector this? saying, oh, uh, dinosaur bones? Sure. Uh, I guess I'll buy those. Yeah, I got 10. Michael uh, Michael Jackson isn't around still to, to put that next to his elephant man skeleton. I have a giant room that I don't use that I could fit a huge uh, creature in. Why not? All right, I'll just put this in the foyer. <clears throat> yeah. Or the foyer. I don't know which or it is. Foyer. How are we supposed to say that? Because I say four year. Foyer. Do you? Do you? I say four year. <laughs> do you? Do you? Do you? I think we both just we <clears throat> both said it our the first way. We both flip flopped to the other way, and then we both said do you. That was pretty good. But I I've always said four year. I will always say four year. So screw the French way of saying it. I don't want to say it that I way. Think you can pronounce it both ways, right? Foyer. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'll tell you that. Yeah, or foyer. So some French guy or I'm Quebecian. I'm in the foyer. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> but foyer just sounds like I'm trying to be too dandy about like it. Like hoity-toity. Know? Yeah, yeah. If you look at dictionary.com, it is it is a double pronunciation: foyer and foyer. All right. Well, I'm going to say foyer. So, so yeah. take that. I I'll, say foyer. Yay! Where are you going to meet me? In the foyer. In the foyer. All right. Check this out. Oh, that thing. So, yeah, it'll sell. So I better call my lawyer to uh, see if that's the right pronunciation. Yeah, I don't know if you're lawyer. Well, that's, an old, that's an old Jerry joke. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, where he says, oh, it's funny. He talks about how people Clearly. will say it that way. And then he's like, oh, let me talk to my lawyer. It's like that. Like lawyer. Oh, really? Oh, really? I made, a, I made a Jerry Seinfeld joke without even trying. If Captain Kipper's here, he will find this clip and we yeah. will see. He is here, and hes I'm sure he's desperately searching for it right now. That's what he does. All right, one final story I think we have time for this one. North Korea is blaming alien things, that's their quote, from South from South Korea for COVID-19 outbreaks. So they're having a massive outbreak again oh, in North Korea, and they're claiming it. They think it's because of alien things. Yeah, that we're being, but specifically alien things that are being put in balloons and sent over the border by the South Koreans to infect gotcha. them. So they don't really mean like space aliens. They just mean alien to our country, like things are from an outside country. That's a really good question. I mean, their, their yeah. wording is this. North Korea claimed its first COVID-19 outbreak began t- after two people touched alien things, according to state media. <laughs> Blaming exposure to what they said were the virus-tainted balloons that had been sent over the border by South Korea. Uh, an 18-year-old soldier and a 5-year-old kindergartner contracted the virus in early April after coming into contact with some materials that had traveled by wind or carried by balloons in the border area. That's what they're saying. That's not mm. what happened. That's not how this thing transmits. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Science. <clears throat> I mean, whatever. Uh, it says the, the conclusions were carried out by an investigation carried about by North Korean medical experts. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, two people had contracted the virus in the southeastern province of Kwangwang, which shares a border with South Korea. So, yeah, they got it the way everybody gets it. Somebody, yeah. somebody somewhere exactly. breathed on somebody else, y'all. But also, I think this the, the other thing people are reminding everybody is like, um, 
they're claiming this is their first outbreak. It's not. <laughs> it's there's no way this is their first outbreak. They had a, yeah. they had a way bad one before, they and they tried to, to cover yeah, it up. I mean, they just covered it up. That's what they do. Exactly. Here in no, North Korea, this, we are we are such a walled garden here. No, nothing's nothing's getting in. I can't believe your virus tainted balloons made it into our uh, culture to to our alien things. Us. Yeah, what the hell. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy's back in town and has an answer to an email that we uh, procured from a listener. So, yes, that's right. Therapy Thursday's back, uh, but not before we play a song. So, Brian, play that song. Yeah, Philly is where we're going uh, today for some grunge pop. This is a quintet called Time. They have a brand new single called In Your Head. Big thanks to Clarion Call Media for sending this one uh, out to me. Their debut album is called Hydrangea. It's going to be available on Friday, July 22nd. Listen, if you like uh, bands like uh, Catherine Wheel or Broken Head or Only Sibling, you're going to love In Your Head by Time. Here it is right now.
my neighbor with the enormous boobs is outside topless doing things around the house. Third time this month. I'm not sure that his wife is aware that he does it. The Morning Stream, Batman. And we're back, everybody. Who was that again? That was a band called Time. They're from Philadelphia. They have a brand new album coming out uh, later this month called Hydrangea. And that is the first single from the album. And it is called In Your Head. In Your Head. In Your Head. Not that yeah, song. Yeah, I know. No, it's not the zombies, no. Okay. I still love that song. Or, I mean, not, not the cranberries and not the song zombie. <laughs> yeah, not the... Exactly. Not the zombies either, for that matter. That's yeah. right. None of those. Yeah, none of, um, none of that. All right, we're ringing my sister, uh, Wendy, yes. with an I. Back um, from back from a uh, hopefully a grand time. Yeah, three weeks away, really. In the, out of the uh, country, out yeah. of the country. Spent time in Finland and Sweden, uh, Iceland, That's I believe. Awesome. Yeah, oh, all the man. all the Iceland or the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not Icelandic. Uh, the, the, what do you call it up there? Scandinavian, Scandinavian countries. Yeah, sure. most of them. Not Germany and stuff, but yeah. Most no. of them. Yeah. Well, she's not answering. So she probably forgot how this works. It's been a while. Yep. And I'm not here to, you know. Judge. I mean, you know, you answer a well, phone rings, you answer a phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Up till now, there's never been anything like this technology. Feels like feels like a pretty consistent technology. I don't know. <laughs> what, a, what do I know about that? Maybe her things, maybe she's muted than just the regular spicy v8 yeah i kind of like it more i think i might now do my gotta, own mix you know yeah no kidding my own little recipe oh there she Line is hi wendy hello hi hello hi, hi sorry i was I, that's why i texted we were calling it but it wasn't picking up and i thought maybe yeah, sorry. forgot how I to was do this yelling at children in the other room oh that's too bad uh, i mean they're out of school the sound of yeah there's hey, a, you can yell at children here if yeah. you'd like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you guys have any children I can yell at? Not at I mean, there's not the tadpole, which is uh, you know just a, bla- a, ba- a black a blanket case of uh, yeah. Children. Yeah, are we talking maturity children? Are we talking because you know? <laughs> uh, real quick here, I saw a video going around from Minnesota on the Fourth of July where there's a um, open top car and some guys ripping through town. I don't know where it was, somewhere in the city, uh, one of the cities, firing off. Uh, like big Roman candle fireworks at people on the street. Oh, uh, nothing to do with the horrible shoot, the actual shootings that happened in other places, but this uh, just seemed crazy to me. And all I could think of was, uh, it, what if that was Abraham? What would Wendy do if this, if Abraham, her son Abe, he was would. doing that? Mm-mm-mm-mm. What, yeah, <laughs> what would you do? What would you? What would be the punishment <laughs> at the at the house? There? Oh, I there would be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He'd be big trouble. I don't know. Be. That's awful. I mean, so we have, you know, growing up in Salt Lake, you'd be like, oh, did you go to Wyoming to get your fireworks? We have that here, and it's Wisconsin. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's where you get the Roman candles. You can't buy Roman candles in Minnesota. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you guys had, yeah. had Does every stuff? state have their neighboring state? Yeah, I think so. Like it's, it's <laughs> yep. they, like they've figured out mathematically the fewest number of states that need to sell fireworks in order for every state to have one at their border. border. Yeah. <laughs> and when Wendover's like do, double duty now because people go there to get their fireworks like they always have for decades. But yeah. now they also get their weed there, 
and they're that, edibles. Right. Yeah, because because it's legal there, and they're all their gamblings and their whatever. Get so it it's done. a perfect it's a perfect little add on to 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 Utah and its and its stringent uh, reputation. Just boink, there it is. Go get your weed and get your fireworks. But don't do them at the same time. All right. Hey, uh, how was, uh, before we get going, Europe was good. Everything was great. It was amazing. Yeah. Hard to come back, folks. Hard to come back. I'll bet it was, especially the stuff happened while you were gone. Did you, did you, um, was there any kind of like extra uh, security stuff going on with like, you know, Finland joining NATO and the Russian stuff and all that or was it just not no we went to finland first and spent some time with uh, a guy there who had he was actually he's a friend of adams from a long time ago but he has been a tour guide all over the world like Mm. that was his job for many years so Mm. he is like the tour guide and i should send you a picture it will freak you the crap out Mm. sorry i'm not answering your question we were within about 30 kilometers of russia the russian border we were on the eastern side wow yeah and we went to this really cool Imatra is what it's called. This city that back in the day was like a destination for Russian royalty and you know people from all over. That's where uh, they get their the fire Baltic. their fireworks and their weed. This was that, yeah. but what it what it was is this <laughs> water was released from a dam and came rushing by, and they would just have thousands of people watching it all summer long. Anyway, oh, wow. I was like. Oh man, they needed the internet back then. Um, but it was awesome. But that it meant we were pretty close to the border. It's not like we noticed much of anything. But um, every every Finn has to do with some military service. Hmm. Um, and so we just asked him about how you know these guys. They know Russia. They've fought Russia so many times. They're the most prepared group mm-hmm. in the world to handle Russians. Yeah. So I don't know if you know about the Hundred Day War, the Winter War. Um, so while the world is distracted by Hitler, the Russians are like, time to get Finland. And so there was a million um, Russians attacked in the winter. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you've met a Finn, do not attack them in the winter. First, first of all, they're tougher than nails. And that's their jam. Yeah, they and love it. And so they, they basically wore white camouflage and skied. And it was, it was 100,000 Finns against a million Russians. And they, and they, they won. Yeah, it's like um, uh, it reminds always reminds me of the Viet Cong and the jungles. It's like we just completely underestimated that. We yeah, no idea. don't even think. Anyway, no. but he was sharing just some of the stuff. Like the bridges all have detonating, self detonating bombs built into them, mm. so that if they need to trigger and lock out any transports, they they can. And like he just told us a couple of really cool stories about historically, like one time a Russian convoy just kind of went all the way in they blew up the bridge and they were just sitting ducks. Like they've just never outsmarted the Finns and, and they're pretty prepared and they always have been. And the joke is that Sweden just like plays ping pong while the rest of the world is you know, in battle. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they've just always been the, that front. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't think Swedes don't pay attention much to stuff. Truly. They're kind of like, Oh, should we be in or out? I don't know. Mm. Whereas Finns are, you know, they're serious. And in a moment you could have, one out of every, you know, I don't know. You'd have a million soldiers ready because yeah. they're all trained. Did you did you eat anything weird over there? Borka fish or some kind of? Oh, weird? we ate this loaf of bread with fish baked in it. Oh my that lord! Was interesting. <laughs> uh, say that. It's kind of good. Yeah, it sounds horrible. Um, but, <laughs> but here's where, and you can post this because it is the weirdest thing. And I, I don't remember the 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 guy's name. Um, there, but there is. <laughs> 
Americans. That's how I'm debating whether I should really tell you. <laughs> you should tell uh, us. Anyway, it's we, we're in this weird part of Eastern Finland and we stop at this um, park and it's like a, it's not a park. It's like a artist feels like a commune kind of. And as you walk in, you're seeing some funky sculptures and they're just kind of weird. And you're like, okay, whatever this is. And then you get going and then there is a, you know, I don't know, maybe a quarter of an acre, maybe smaller, of hundreds of life-size people doing yoga, mm. like their statues, mm. okay? okay? And they're super realistic, and you're just kind of like, what? That's kind of freaky. And then you just keep going, and I will send you a picture of one. Um, you just keep going, and <laughs> it turns out yeah. this dude... Um, collected uh, teeth from his relatives and put them in the statues. Oh, oh, okay. So there are statues with human teeth. So they're not made of teeth. They're, they have the teeth. They feature the teeth of dead relatives. Yes. Okay. Of real people. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to send you. You send this text or uh, uh, discord or where are you doing? I'll send it to a text. That'll just be easier. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Whatever's easy. Okay. These are just two of them. These are not even the scary ones. Um, and those are just real teeth. Okay, we'll see. And then a, dent, a dentist in town would just give him teeth, and like it's. Can you imagine going to this place at night. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is horrifying. Look at this cat. This is nuts. Hold on. Um, ooh, those are people's real, but the the sculptures are so, um, not realistic that it makes it uh-huh. worse somehow that yeah, there's real teeth it's in so there. So creepy. Can you imagine going like, okay, but let me just, I'm going to send you these quick ones of uh, the yoga field. It's just realistic yoga poses. I wish the, <laughs> I wish the chat, anyway, I wish people at home could see these there. I'll put them up on Twitter or something, but the, the, I don't know how to describe this. It's the, it's a really weird looking thing. Yeah. It was terrifying. And as we were leaving, we're taking all these pictures. We're freaking out. And as we're leaving, Elliot just goes. Yeah, mom, I'm not sure I'm going to ever sleep again. <laughs> I was like, dude, you should have told me earlier. I would have protected you. It was very weird. Anyway, so it was a blast, but strange. And Finland was lovely. And oh, wow. You didn't know. Elliot, there was a that's, war the going most, on. that's a very Elliot thing to hear, by the way, that he would say mm-hmm. that. Like, that's adorable. Anyway. Um, oh, then yeah, look at this. Holy smear, dude. Look at the craziness. This is crazy. Oh, and it's God. him. They're all modeled after him. He really liked yoga. <laughs> I guess. And so, yeah. So wait, were these Bizarre. trees? These are t- trees, or they were trees. Were they just cut down trees and then sculptured in no, place? Those are those are sculptures made out of whatever. Oh, I don't even material. know what to say about like it. Like stone. I feel like this is a, mo- a horror movie just waiting to get made. I know. Why don't they do it? That is it's so wild. funny. Brian, I'll s- you can't see these because they're not in Discord, but I'll send you these later. They're amazing. So freaking rad. Yeah. Ew, ew. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Sorry. All right. There's my little film. No, I love it. That was video. really good. <laughs> sure. Captive audience. Let's show the slides yeah. from your <laughs> recent trip. That was really cool. Um, all right. Well, we're going to get to an email here uh, that we got from yeah. somebody. Before we do that, I got a quick, easy question for you from another listener. Huh. I haven't warned you about this because I thought it'd be more fun, but his name is Robert from Hendertucky, and he says, I'm curious how Wendy would answer this. Would you rather? I don't think it's a full Therapy Thursday segment, but I was wondering how a therapist would approach this with the perspective of trauma. Says this. Would you rather experience a surgery with no anesthesia, but after have no memory of it, or 
have general anesthesia, but have full memory of it. So would you rather have oh. like if you, you know, I think it makes sense. But like if you're in total pain while it's going on, but you don't remember after, which actually happens to a lot of people, I think. Um, or the other way around, which would you prefer? <laughs> Who knows why he thought of this, but I love That's it. That's such a great question. I, I, if, if I just quickly think it through, it would be the body. There's a great book out there if anyone's been through some trauma. It's called Body Keeps the Body Keeps the Keeps Score. Keeps the score. Keeps the score. Okay. Um, yeah. So really painful, difficult. You know chronic stress can do this traumatic events can do this your body will really store it so mm-hmm. to really go through all the pain and then just not remember it well your body's going to remember it okay um and in some i don't mean this in any kind of weird hippy dippy way like it just is like you know what it's like to wake up after a you know a rough day of bailing hay your body remembers that you did that yesterday like there is some yeah. ramifications that way so i don't love that one but then the other way around I don't have a great imagination. So I'm like, what would it be like to remember? Is it going to be traumatic? Like, was it a terrible surgery? Are you watching the doctors tell jokes and drop their gloves in your body? I mean, like, what <laughs> What about that is traumatic to remember? Right. I'm reminded of a Seinfeld episode where Jerry goes to the dentist. And when he's starting to come out of the <laughs> the happy gas or whatever that they've had him on, he's blearily seeing the doctor and the nurse putting their clothes back on. <laughs> right. That that's a nightmare for me. That like, is that's a nightmare. Just, just I mean, that is concept. like you're you know you're kicking out of bed, you're jumping out of bed situation. Just horrifies <laughs> me to even think yeah. about that. So my answer is, uh, remember it after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So no pain at the Depending time, but remember it happened. after. Yeah. Like because you wouldn't have the. It's not like you'd relive the pain. You wouldn't have yeah. the pain because right. the pain right. didn't happen. Actually, while you're it might be it. kind of fascinating to yeah. uh, yeah. To see what it would be like to to remember the operation. I yeah, think. I would and like to have that for my colonoscopy. How many jokes did they make, you know? <laughs> That's what I want right. to know. You know what's crazy, and I'm not going to tell you what it said, but a nurse told me later what a doctor said after I was out. Oh, no way. Oh, and it was a geez. joke, mm-hmm. and it was funny pre- Hashtag Me Too movement. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Not so funny okay. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and she just told me like, oh, is that funny? And I was like, ah. and then later I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's not I don't funny know. at all. <laughs> Doctor A hole. Anyway, yeah. But yeah. that you know they're not supposed to tell. I guess. I guess not. But anyway, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's get to the real question. Real yeah. Good. The real question's yeah. good. Here's one from Blue. Not nothing wrong with yours, Robert. We just had some fun with it. Yeah. We. Uh, Blue Crucial wrote in. That's the name we're going to go by here. It says, hello, Scott, Brian, and Wendy. I had a question for Therapy Thursday. It might be a bit broad, but I've always been interested in what Wendy's insight might be. I'm a male in my late 30s. I'm single, never married, no kids, and a recovering alcoholic. I've been sober for, sober for almost six years. After rehab, I entered both uh, group and one-on-one aftercare therapy once per month. It has been helpful, but there is one main thing I struggle with. Uh, even six years later. So much of the recovery process aims to help us learn that we deserve to be happy or deserve to be loved. I struggle a lot with this concept because no one has ever convinced me that everybody deserves any of this simply because they exist. So much therapy I've been, um, so much therapy I've been to seems to assume, quote, you exist, therefore you should have all the things. But this feels like a big assumption just because I was born suddenly I am, uh, I am owed all of the things, question mark. Sometimes it feels like, quote, you deserve to be happy, unquote, is something that clicks with everyone but me and is holding me back from getting the most out of my recovery. Does Wendy have any ideas or advice on how to accept this idea or maybe another approach to finding happiness? Love the show, though. Sincerely, Blue Crucial. So this is a really great question. 
Yeah. Guys, question. guy's been through some stuff, been, been, you know, down a road for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, we're not used to getting questions on this side of it, on this side of the road. Um, right. Because, you know, all the therapy in the world and you're still going to come through with some questions or some, you know, yeah. stuff or whatever. So I really appreciate this one. Um, so where do you want to go with uh, Blue Crucial and where do we where do we send this person? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, just to acknowledge that this is a thing where it you may feel like the only one in the room who just doesn't buy into a concept that everyone else seems to be buying into. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've all maybe experienced this a little bit. Um but we've definitely all had at least a few experiences where we don't even notice that someone else is having that experience because we really buy into whatever is going on. Right. Right. So a great way to test where your lines are is to like go to, okay, we went to this flea market in Iceland was amazing. And this lady was like a straight up selling dragon's breath and like, a. She was in full witch costume. Mm. This is not a costume. It's her, right? Sure. And, you know, her agenda was clear that she was going to create a coven and invite everyone in. Like, it was her thing. And it was, right. And I walked over there, looked at a couple things, and was like, yeah, I don't belong in this space. This isn't like, this is where I am not going to drive. But mm-hmm. someone else will go and just be like, finally, my people, right? So we're experiencing this to some extent all the time. Now, when you're in the world of treatment, especially recovery, AA has been king for a long, long time, that model, right? Which is there's a higher power and you've got to, you know, you're powerless and do all these steps. And it's been really effective for a lot of people. It has also not been effective for some people. Mm. And usually those folks have, there's a tendency to to struggle with the higher power piece um, because they're not religious at all or they, they that doesn't quite, like they don't tap into some universal um spiritual force or something they just it's like they're hearing everyone speak a different language and so for them maybe a different treatment uh, model is better it sounds like this guy has had some good success with treatment um but where he's running into this moment of like is that the deserve of good things Mm. so i want to say one quick thing about how many leaping billboards I've seen that say you deserve something. Mm. <laughs> it's the most annoying form of advertising mm. because he's, he's right in this sense. And I think it's been abused a little bit of just like, uh, you deserve all wonderful things. It's kind of a pendulum swing for, for reasons, which I'm going to ask him some questions to be curious about okay. sort of the pendulum swing of, you know, being raised by the quiet generation and boomers. I mean, have you met a more entitled group, right? Where <laughs> I deserve all the good things because my dad never talked to me. Yeah. Um, and I will take over your ski resorts. That's my pet peeve. Okay. So, <laughs> you, know what I mean? I'm, you know what I'm getting at, though? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this way of like trying to recover something because prudence or, or um, stinginess or lack or whatever it might have been. Um, insecurity was maybe how they were raised, mm-hmm. who they were raised by, some some segment of the culture they were part of. And there is this real question about what they deserve. So some of the swinging maybe has gone too far. Like, do you deserve a break and a chocolate chip cookie or whatever? Like, whatever those things might be. Okay, maybe, I don't know. But that is the way advertisers sort of tap into this thing. Um, so the question is, and this is true for everyone, and I do this a lot with clients, just trying to figure out what their deserve level, in quotes, is. What do they think they deserve? 
or not. Um, because it's very individual sort of what this is actually about for somebody. Having it talked about in, in a recovery setting is, I mean, there's some nuances there that I'll, I will say in a second, but just, it, it means like you're running into someone saying, Hey, what's your deserve level without letting you process it through. You're just feeling like, no, nah, this is too many people thinking they deserve all the things. Mm-hmm. Like, do I? And, and then it sounds like it's maybe psychologically getting away in the way of, of fully embracing recovery because there is this piece that just doesn't fit. Um, so, so let's take, for example, all right, I'm going to ask you two, what okay. don't you deserve? Just throw something out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what my, don't I deserve? Uh, my wife. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Very good answer. Uh, I really don't. I agree. I don't deserve your wife either. Um, <laughs> that's a hard question. What do I don't deserve? Yeah. yeah. And, and usually the way you can kind of detect this is when someone is trying to do something for you or someone is complimenting you or someone is taking away a job you're used to doing, helping you in a way that you would never ask for. Maybe, maybe it's those moments, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know because I, I try to, even if I don't always succeed, I try to always do the right thing. And okay. shouldn't that put me on a level of like, yeah, you know, even if you don't get uh, the breaks all the time, don't you do deserve them, but you may not get them all the time, but you do deserve them because you, you always try and do what's best and what's right. And like the other night we were at a, we were at trivia and, uh, uh, okay. Admit it. I, I ordered uh, an ice cream sundae for dessert after, uh, <laughs> you wild after man. A, oh my God. After uh, a wrap, after yeah. eating a, a wrap, a, a, a chicken wrap. And um, the guy forgot to put on the bill and like, oh, it'll be really easy just to kind of say his loss, whatever. But I did, you know, I tried to do the right thing and I felt good for doing the right thing. But the other people at the table were like, what are you doing? Don't, (laughs) don't do that. So I guess that means that I deserve it and they don't. The other people at the table don't deserve (laughs) good things. You deserve dessert. Right. Which is very. But but trying to do the right thing all the time, I feel like you do. You do deserve breaks, even if you don't get them. You won't always get them, but. So then the opposite has to be true. You deserve bad things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so this is. It feels like the thing deserve. People do. I can can give you a list of people who deserve that. You're doing a great job of explaining this. I love this. I've got a whole list of people that, uh, let me pull it up on my 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 problem with deserve, the term of deserving things or not deserving things, it comes from this place of relativity. Like there's, yeah. oh, what do you mean? Deserve, you do deserve this? Why? Yeah. Okay, well, you don't, why? Like an enti- like it, it, it uh, supports the entitlement, right? Like, yes. well, I, you know, I got up this morning and I didn't run over somebody with my car. So I totally deserve a uh, free lunch. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And so some of it, I mean, if, if, if you can just imagine everyone's at a different place on this scale of what they think they deserve or not. Yeah. And it can be yeah. different. Like you may not think you deserve this. And the same time you have a, a high sense of, I deserve something, you know, maybe I deserve love. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't deserve to be successful financially or vice versa or some version of a variety of those things. And this is why I think therapy is like endlessly interesting is that it helps people go through and figure out 
the whys behind their proclivities or or the, the subtle differences here or there? And does it make a massive change to understand your deserve level? Maybe, maybe not. But I'm going to guess for, I mean, he didn't say anything about his alcoholism in terms of, okay, so a couple things. Addiction thrives in particular situations, mm-hmm. and it's usually ones where we are not getting something we we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say there is not a genetic connection, and not to say that you know there there are other reasons. And that's another show. I want to talk about what deprivations, emotionally, psychologically, or whatever, may have gone on for somebody that addiction solves. So I talked about this a long time ago, but the rat park, do you guys remember talking about the rat park where the rats, yeah, Yeah. the rats can have, they they give two groups of rats, two different situations. One is rat rat park where they can have sex all the time. They can run around free, anything they want to eat. They, they're just comfortable and safe. There's no stress. And they give them cocaine water and regular water. And the rats will have cocaine water like on the weekend. (laughs) Like that's it. (laughs) <laughs> and they just have it. They can take it and leave it. But then you yeah. put a rat in a box with nothing and starve it of social interaction and connection. Rats are very social. And it will drink that cocaine water till it seizes and dies. And, and, and not to say that's exactly what happens to humans, but it really is, is relevant. So I don't know why this person got to the point where they were considered an alcoholic and had to get sober, right? Yeah. I'm going to assume in some of the therapy, he has figured out some of those connections of what his rat park needs to look like versus the isolated cage he can't be in because then, you know, in terms of my metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in some of that, you know, the, the closed-in cage without what you need might be something about deserve. Because I would agree with him wholeheartedly that, there is the, the pendulum has swung a little too far in the I deserve category, but I, I would like him to, to challenge himself to a little bit to, to go deeper into his particulars of what deserve means. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for example, in somebody's family, like a, a financial deserve level might be a, a really uh, obvious one for someone. So there's an example of a, of, of a woman who, her father was her favorite human and he worked really hard and raised her alone. And, you know, money was always a struggle. Well, she gets through school, she gets her first job. And at about, you know, eight, nine months into the, her job, she just panics and quits and sabotages it. She can't figure out why. And then gets another job and does the same thing. And so she goes to therapy to figure this out, going into therapy, realizing, and it's pretty unconscious and pretty deep that, as soon as she made $50,000, which is the most her father ever made in his 60 years of working, mm-hmm. she did not deserve one more penny than him oh, because wild. he yeah. was amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so she didn't even consciously know this. At one point, she got a job where she made 50000 really pretty quickly and was like, oh, no, this something's <laughs> happening, and then finally got help, right? Yeah. And. And then talk to her dad who said, no, you deserve more. All the things you, nope, 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 th- this isn't a thing. And really helped relieve her this sort of burden she was carrying and hadn't realized. That she didn't deserve to ever make more than her father was pretty deep-rooted, right? Yeah. So that's where it gets fascinating. Like, what is the lesson he was taught about what he deserved? So, so I want to talk about a, 
a very general what humans need to thrive. And then you can put the word deserve on it or not. Okay. But a human needs caregivers, touch, food, shelter, safety, mm-hmm. bonding, Maslow. social, all the things. Yeah. yeah, it needs all those things. Does everyone deserve that? Yeah, I mean, there's... I kind of think so. Yeah, I think basic, there's basic Yeah, basic things. needs, sure. Yeah. Right, right. Problem and is so who, then, dis- who determines what those are, but yeah. It, well, it, true, and but there are some you cannot argue with. You don't touch a child and you give it every other need, it will die. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's some you, that are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And this is why abuse and neglect and physical violence and sexual violence towards a child are so damaging because it's taking that very core need of touch that means we will live or die and perverting it or corrupting it so that it's it's loaded, right? Mm, yeah. And so that that's where, you know, it's cliche to say you go to therapy and have to talk about your mother and your deep di- deep childhood issues. It's because that's where that stuff often got started and, and you've moved into a, an adult realm using all your protective strategies. You had to use it to survive as a child. And one of those is escapism. And one of those is what you find in alcohol and what you find in other drugs is it lets you leave the psychological pain behind. Every single one of us is a drug addict if we have the right circumstances, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because to escape that kind of pain is priceless. And so you'll do it. And to stop is incredibly painful. So, so it's with full compassion, I say all of this that, you know, I don't think he's wrong about that. We don't deserve You know, I think we're, we overly think we deserve a little bit, but I would say that is just a response to actually a lot of people not getting what they need and that lack of understanding what you need and getting it um, kind of messes with this. So that's what I would have him explore is just where did you learn about not deserving things? Like what's the model in your family? Um, recently, I was listening to a podcast about um, generational money things mm. of like, you know, a great grandfather who was in the Great Depression or a grandfather was in the Great Depression and saved every penny because the day he went to the bank, all of his money was gone. So everything was always paper money under a bed. And then how he raised his children, who then raised. So, you know, four generations later or three generations later, this guy's like, I'm making plenty of money. I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't spend a penny. Like it's it's kind of in your DNA. It's been you've been raised in that soup. Mm-hmm. And to uncover some of that is very strange. It's to get out of the water of the fishbowl you've always been in and see the water. And that that usually takes some some help to do that. Right. Well, it's super interesting because the I hadn't really even considered some of this before, this idea of what you deserve, what you don't deserve. And you can become the word isn't jaded. When you hear other people talk about you deserve the best. Mm-hmm. And if you've got this mindset, you're thinking, no, no, why? And then you can get really down about it. I could see you getting really mm-hmm. irritated with it's the almost idea like that. an imposter syndrome. Yeah. 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 In fact, yeah. it's just like that, except it's wor- it's deeper. Like mm-hmm. imposter syndrome to go like like it, it, as someone who does a bunch of creative work, I know that feeling as much as anybody, this feeling of like, oh, I'm not actually any good and all this praise is nothing, yeah. you know, I can't I don't understand what's yeah. going on. There's that, but then there's this whole thing of like I don't deserve a good job. I don't deserve a nice girl to meet. I don't deserve a nice marriage. I don't deserve nice kids. Like that's really destructive. It feels like well, in the long and term. somebody, somebody had to have taught you that. Yeah. And it may have been inadvertent and it may, you know, I'm giving people lots of credit for, you know, you do your best you can to raise a kid 
and you may not realize the generational trauma you're passing on or that or that just how you survive is a message to that kid of I don't deserve to be listened to. So, so like a way to think about an example of, of a child that was shut down a lot and just was like never given the microphone or a voice, you know, may end up being an adult who is just hypersensitive to being cut off or rambles or monologues or, or is silent. Like you can show up in a lot of different ways, but you know, you can draw a line and eventually find back to where these trainings have taken place. And so deserve to have a voice, deserve to say yes or no, control over your own body, um, you know, whatever it may be, those things stem from something. Mm-hmm. And so then they translate into good things happening in your life. So imposter syndrome can be related to this of like, I'm getting praised for a thing I did, which is just little old me. Well, where do you, where do you learn that? And, and not only, it's not only parents, it can be the, the society or the culture or the neighborhood you grew up in, you know, thinking small and anyone who gets uppity and thinks bigger, you know, that we look down on them. So you've got a built-in critic that's going to try to save you from being rejected by your community. So don't get so big that, you know, you forget who you are or, you know, you can just think of all sorts of, you know, words or voices or, or, you know, teachers can do this. Like there's, there's just a lot of ways this can be built into somebody. Um, and so for this, for this guy, I don't know, this just keeps popping in my head, but I just think it's his dad (laughs) and that can be totally wrong. I'm sorry. I just keep, I keep wanting to say, well, when your dad, isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've probably seen this enough that you've, you know, you probably know know the usual signs. And so that what do you deserve or, yeah, I mean, I can. Keep, I just keep hearing like um, phrases in my head of just like, I'll show you something to cry about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't deserve to have this feeling. Like, yeah. think of this in terms of any way you might interact with a young person that would tell them they don't deserve something. Yeah, I mean, I'm struggling with this right this second. <laughs> I have a a child who will remain lameless. Who's a pretty entitled little piece of crap. (laughs) (laughs) And what's tricky is that, you know, Adam and I did not have any of the things he has. And this, we we went through, we went on a walk last night and went through some lists of like, what if our parents had said the same words we have said, would you have passed out? I would have passed out, Mm -hmm. you know, just some of the, the, the benefits of, you know, a life that, with more resources than either Adam and I had, but we earned these resources. We've worked hard, you know, that whole story. Mm -hmm. And you find yourself going, Oh wow. I'm really just telling my kid they don't deserve something automatically Mm because I had to earn it. And that's really the basis for a lot of some of this parenting hand down, hand me downs that, that can happen. Right. Yeah. Um, it's tricky. It's tricky. So, you know, and maybe this guy's done a lot of work on his family of origin and figured a lot of this stuff out. Maybe he could just turn the lens on, the word deserve and like what it, what it might've meant and see if that doesn't loosen this up a little bit. And then it's perfectly okay to be a little bit annoyed that people overuse it. Right. Mm -hmm. If it stops your progress, then you've got to do maybe more digging. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But people are going to use phrases and do things based on uh, it's it's pendulum swinging is just the best way I can think of it. Um, Plus sometimes people just say stuff because that's what you say, you know, like you say, Oh, 
like I was talking to a military friend the other day, went to the, it was in the Navy for 10 years or something. Yeah. And I said, how do you feel about it when people say thanks for your service? Just because they find out you're in the military. He says, mm-hmm. oh, it drives me crazy. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say anything because I know that their hearts are in the right place. They don't know what else to say. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. you have you have a fallback uh, when, when a horrible thing happens. If you're super religious, you say our thoughts and prayers are with you. If you're not, you say best right. vibes going your way. Like what else are you supposed to say? Yeah. There's really very few things to say <laughs> when right. it comes to that. So people fall on these, not tropes, but these, these you know. <laughs> you don't want to say it's like, eh, it'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it the headlights of the train or the light at the end of the tunnel? I don't right. know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that there's some of that in there. And, it, and, and the trick is to see it for what it is and not have it feel like a stab every time you hear it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when there is a stab. That's a great way to put it. That's a time to get curious. Yeah. So why does it, so clients will say this all the time. They'll say, why do blank, blank, blank. And then I'll say, all right, let's find out why. Cause we say why, and mm-hmm. we don't ever keep going. We just mm-hmm. go, why is this bugging me? Anyway, back to TikTok, right? Right. You know, <laughs> but if you, if you said, okay, why, when I watch this TikToker, do I feel lonely? Do yeah. I feel sick mm-hmm. to my stomach? Do I feel, you know, whatever it might be. It's time to get curious. What are they, what nerve is getting hit? Because that's our stuff and our job and our, our world that, you know, I think we, we often just keep getting pummeled mm-hmm. and then don't necessarily do the work to figure out why we get stabbed when people are talking about deserve. Is there any it may be. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I was just going to, I was going to, uh, uh, you finish and then I'll tell you, cause I, it, it, okay. it's different. Issue. Okay. Well, yeah. just that maybe you were taught in in no uncertain terms that nobody deserves anything because that was the way somebody handled not giving you what you needed i see mm-hmm. so okay so what i was going to ask is if is there anything he should ask a therapist for in terms of a kind of therapy mm-hmm. one of your fancy medical names you always tell us about like like i ask your therapist about such and such therapy or something or is or is this just so generalized he's not going to get any kind of like you know specialized oh help. well he can just anybody could could work on this with him. It's a pretty common thing, you know, mm. but just, yeah, I would just, whoever he's working with, just express this. Like this has always bugged me. Can we explore it? I want to get more curious about it to see what this is about. Cause it, it's an unpleasant response trying to protect you, warn you, get your attention for some reason. And the real question is why, what does it need to protect you from? Right. And, and sometimes we need protecting from the things we were told. I've, I've shared this before, but I had a client once whose mother was very abusive and she, she, every object she could find, she would create some weird, it feels like a horcrux or something. She mm. would make it evil. Mm. So she would like only, only trashy people eat spaghetti and meatballs or something. And so weird. this <laughs> client had to go through and like forks put a certain way back in the drawer means you're a bad person. Or if you clean wrong, you know, like everything was so loaded with. So think about that. Like I can't even be a good person if I, if I don't put the dishes in the right order. Yeah. Um, in, instead of like, Oh, maybe there's a better way to do it or whatever. Right. And so that's an extreme version of being told what you're worth or not being mm. told if you deserve a good thing or not. So a kid who doesn't get any Christmas presents and everyone else does is going to have a deserve problem. Right. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. or whatever that else that may be. Maybe there was a, a sibling that got favored over this guy or something that there is somewhere in there deserve got hijacked. And so it's just about re, you know, being curious about it, figuring it out, healing from whatever that might be and seeing if that doesn't give him relief in, in more ways than he, he might know. Mm. Cause that may be what's actually stopping the progress. Not that it bugs him. Everyone is talking about deserve level. It may be that it's, it's really the, it's the trailhead to find the thing that's keeping him stuck. Sure. 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 Well, because we uh, don't need more. You deserve. That is not what we need no, more. No, we don't we need, need that. actual feelings of valuation and loved and safe. Right? That's what we actually need. Yeah. Does this? Some of this happens in school, right? Like a teacher. Yes. Uh, can set you on the wrong path with the whole. Well, Junior Larry over here deserves it because he got an A on the last test. You don't because you got a B. Or like you're really bad at math, or you did you know? Like, yeah. did you hear about this guy who just won the? Uh, Fields Award. What is it? The, the award in math. You should read about him. No, I don't know what that is. He's, yeah. Is it the Fields Medal of somebody help me? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he's like a young guy and he dropped out of college because he wanted to do poetry and he's just clearly a genius, but he, he talks about how he has like maybe two hours worth of being productive a day and he just blows him out and he just has to rest and like Anyway, like in 2019, he's like doing nothing. And he just won one of the most prestigious awards in math. Weird. <laughs> like Weird. it's crazy. And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. And, and and sort of that idea of like, wait a minute, do we let that guy deserve this when you're supposed to work a million hours and nearly kill yourself to win awards, right? Like we have a very, uh, our culture responds to our underlying deserved problems in particular ways, right? Yeah. It's unfortunate. I was talking to somebody the other day about GEDs, and um, oh, yeah. there was a person who who had very unusual circumstances as to why they had to get a GED versus a regular diploma. They were fully qualified for their high school diploma, but they moved schools, and the school they moved to had weird restrictions that, based on the time he moved there, they couldn't make a deal work where he mm-hmm. could graduate with everybody else. And so it was either a bunch of summer school and stuff the next year, or go get a GED and get going. So he opted for the second. He has amazing SAT scores, outperformed most everybody in his class. But because this thing says GED, it doesn't matter that it actually was more work for him to get it done than the other. Yeah. It's it's has the, the stigma. Everyone looks at it as a shortcut. Yeah, like it's you, like a stigma yeah. or a, like you were lame and yeah. had to do this separately or, mm-hmm. or you were a problem child or, or whatever. I wish oh, we would be bad. less bad at that, you know? Totally. Have him look up this dude. And uh, get inspired. Yeah, get inspired by a lazy um, math man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting. Well, and um, if you if not all else fails, go to Eastern Finland and build sculptures and put human teeth in it. Yeah, it's be fine. <laughs> yeah, weird, uh, weird eyes that that collect moisture inside them. Yeah, I looked at those photos, man. That's wacky <laughs> do stuff. Not, I know. Do not like. I love Finland. Do not like those images, but I Ooh. love that you had a great trip and glad to have you yeah. back. Uh, is there anything else going on you want to mention? No, no, just trying to get survive jet lag and America as it unfolds. Yes, as it unfolds yep. into a big weird piece of gross before it folds back into itself. I hope uh, we'll find out. Uh, okay. Hey, Wendy, have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye, Bye. now. Bye. I forgot to ask her. She talked to my mom. My mom thought she got hacked the other day. Oh, so did my mom. <laughs> and so 
I don't think she did, but did your mom actually get hacked? Do you know? Mine didn't. I, I don't think she did either, but uh, we don't know for sure. I think that generation just thinks they think things, you know? You know, when, <laughs> yes, you, you and I were growing up, they would say to us, Brian, Scott, don't believe everything you hear on TV. And now I have to tell my parents or my mom, Mom, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Like, it's, yeah. it's all flipped. Yeah. It's flipped. Totally. They think it's all I gospel. I went to a website and a flashing pop-up said, your machine has been hacked. And it <laughs> jiggled around and flashed its, its help me button in red. So I clicked it. So I clicked it. What else should I do? Yeah. Oh, man. The olds. Anyway. That's it for the show. A quick reminder, we got a lot of other content coming out this week, including today's 1 p.m. Coverville. Don't forget about that. Uh, yeah. It's live as well. Also, Core tonight at 5 p.m. I, apparently, Kim scheduled the shot for right after the show today, so I will be oh, nice. hopefully okay. fine I'm for getting, Core, as far as I know. I'm getting my nose waxed uh, after the show and then getting my shot tomorrow, so let's nice. see how we're all feeling over the next couple of yeah, days. Yeah, a little waxy, a little, uh, little waxy. Little, little yank. Yeah, a little wax and vax, we call it. I like it. I'm going to I'm gonna yell Kelly Clarkson when she pulls the wax out of my nose, by the way. We do, do it. That today. Yeah, do Kelly it. Clarkson! Yep, and they'll say, we've seen that movie, sir. Please yeah, never exactly. Do that again. Ha, ha, ha. You think you're not even the first person <laughs> this hour to do that? Uh, well, you wax and I vax. Uh, I'll hopefully not have any uh, <laughs> repercussions before the end of the day, uh, but core should happen. So tonight, 5 p.m. core. Yeah. Will, and, will uh, it be four hours long tonight, Corey? No, nope, just two and a half, okay. probably. Two and a okay. half hours. Yeah. <laughs> just a nice, you know, just shy of three-hour affair, probably. The length of love and thunder. Yeah, that's about right. TMSPM, of course, on Tuesday or uh, Friday, uh, assuming all is well with vaxes and waxes. Uh, and uh, what else? Oh, Guess the Connection. That's also on Fridays. So yeah. check that out. And uh, Film Sack this weekend. We're doing Empire State. Empire State. State. I'm in an empire state of mind. <laughs> Some sort of heisty movie. I don't think any it of is. us have seen it. None of the four of us have seen. This is brand new to all four of us, which yep. is a rarity on Film Sack. For sure. This thing's like what, 10, 12 years ago? It, is. it also means we have no one to blame. If it's if it's complete and total garbage, <laughs> yeah. we can't say, ah, oh, Dunaway, why'd you pick this garbage? <laughs> yeah, it's these we have to be care- we have to listen to each other on the on the veto power yes because who knows if it's going to be vetoable or not but chances are empire state this weekend and of course there will be dungeons this week will be on sunday because uh john's got some stuff so we had to push it today anyway there's all that patreon.com slash tms is how you can support the show if you want cool benefits all the way up to the top level where man you really get a lot for very little uh check it out over at patreon.com slash tms if you're trying to email us the morning stream at gmail.com and for everything else it's frogpants.com slash tms we're now going to get out of here and do it by playing a song as we do it. Brian, what's the song we're going to play as we do it? Okay. Uh, Doug. Doug uh, Traster said, Herr Cover Music Burgermeister. Oh. On July 8th, it will be 28 years since the most beautiful woman in the world said yes. All these years later, we have four great kids and are constantly rushing around, always working and just doing that grown-up thing. This year, the anniversary actually falls on the same day it was all those years ago. Would you play? I think he means like the day of the week. Oh, I see. uh, Obviously, anniversaries always fall on the same day. Yeah. Uh, Would you play The Way Love Used to Be by Andy Bell? This song harkens back to a time of two carefree kids with their whole lives in front of them. By the way, is it too early to get a fish sandwich? Thanks for all you guys do. Signed, Doug T. Do you want Brian or do you want... I'll give you both here. Okay. Do I have both? Hold on. Here we go. 
Uh, here's Brian. Hey, uh, is it uh, too early to get a fish sandwich? And here's the real one. Hey, too early to get a fish sandwich? Brian's hey, uh, is the only real difference. Hey, it is uh, the only uh, difference. The uh, I like the uh in there. Uh, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Happy anniversary, uh, you two. That's awesome. Congratulations. Well done. Uh, so there are two great Andy Bells in music, maybe even more, but there are two two that I know of. Um, there's the one that's half of Erasure. Uh, he was, you know, he's the uh, the vocalist. Works with Vince Clark, who's uh, you just recognize his voice immediately and has been a mainstay in Erasure the whole time. There's also another one that is a member, a former member of the band Oasis. He's also been part of uh, the band's Ride, Hurricane Number no. One, and is currently part. Of BDI, which is the new project by um, Liam Gallagher, because he just can't work with his brother anymore on anything. Mm-hmm. Noel's a dick. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm talking about the. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the latter Andy Bell. He has an album called Something Like Love, in on which he covers the Kinks, the way love used to be. This is great, and uh, it does have that kind of cool Britpop feel to it. Uh, here is Andy Bell. The way love used to be.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Shit! I'll get you close. Oh. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.